Best friend hood. Best friend. 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 You're my best friend. You're my best friend. Best friend hood. So if anybody hears a cricket in the background, it's literally I I would have to go outside and dig in the window well and I don't want to do that. No. Hey, that's Melissa. <gasps> and that's Jake. And, and this, this is, is Best Friend Hood. A podcast where we talk about all sorts of crazy things. <laughs> we get a little wild, we get a little wacky, we get a little fun. We do indeed do all of those things. <laughs> <laughs> so episode two of season two. Mm-hmm. Here we be. Here we be. And we mentioned it last week, keeping things pretty simple because we're still yeah. trying to get back into the swing. Right. Yeah. We'll get back to regular topics and stuff. But so we did a list of favorites, which we only got to five questions last time, which is fine. It's fine. Was, we'll come back to that eventually. <laughs> I was very surprised that we only got to five each. Well, I was thinking about it after we finished recording. I went on for like two and a half hours about just the one costume I wore as a prelude to the actual question of what's your favorite ghost story. Mm. So listeners, you're welcome for it being a four hour episode instead of a six and a half hour episode. (laughs) Oh, man, pajama. (laughs) In our time that we took the other day to kind of like sit down and plan out and be a little bit more strategic and structured. Mm-hmm. Jacob had brought over this game, mm-hmm. basically. And he proffered the idea of like, well, what if we just read these to each other? Yeah. And so I think that's what this week is going to be. But I also think that it would be kind of fun if we start off each episode with like a getting to know you, <laughs> getting to know all about you. Uh, you know, like moment where we just read these. Yeah, like one or two an episode, like yeah. one for each. Just to start. I love that idea. I think that's so much fun. Yeah. Do you want to just like get Should going? We just start. Like I think so. So secret. We just recorded our first episode two days ago, so there's not much catching up to do. Oh no, there's not. I don't have any grand stories. No, me I did either. some walking today. I talked to some strangers and yeah, I walked yeah. more than half a mile yesterday. For the first time since I had COVID without like feeling like my body was going to turn against me. It was a big deal. Like I used to run so much and now walking two miles over an hour is like a big deal. (laughs) Now, is that part of what they call extended COVID? Um, Not yet. So long COVID would be if these symptoms or extended, I think I've heard both. I, I don't know. The way my doctor described it is if I continue having... So I think I mentioned on the last episode that when I had COVID, like I never really had shortness of breath or right a until, cough or anything until after like several days after I had stopped having a fever and I was testing negative. Like I had basically gotten back to normal other than this immense fatigue and really easy breathlessness. So if that continues past one month from the last time I had a fever then it's considered long COVID. Otherwise, right now, it's just you're recovering from having COVID. Damn. Right. So if this goes on for another week, like, I I only have to use an inhaler, like, maybe once a day at this point, which is better than it was when I first got the inhaler a couple weeks ago. So, like, I I feel like I am getting better, but even my energy levels, like, I have to put toothpicks in my eyes to hold my eyelids open so that I don't, like, fall asleep on my clients, like, during session, which is horrible. I've never struggled to stay awake in session, ever. People, my, my clients are so, their stories are so unique and personal. Me being tired has never even been a factor. So the fact that I, like, struggle to attend and struggle to, like, be with in those sessions is a huge blow to me as like a clinician but also personally I'm thinking god my body just has really been wrecked by COVID and I technically had it mildly horrible it's a healing it's a journey the worst journey I guess it's not the worst journey that's dramatic it's definitely still not a delightful one correct so all that said would you care to start or shall I? Okay, take it away. You also Damn. don't have to read what Al- you draw. Although this one, like, 
getting personal right off the bat. Uh oh. What do you spend too much time doing? <laughs> that is so easy. Should we? Can we guess change? each other's answers? Yes, I was just going to proffer this idea. <laughs> yes, I think that's so much fun. Yes. What do you think I spend too much time doing? Worrying. Worrying. And or slash overthinking. <laughs> Called out by my best friend. Second one, not that you spend too much time doing it, diligently cleaning. I would just do less of it. Every every week, tell me, every week, you deep clean. Deep clean your living space. Not not like gentle clean like, you know, normal people style. <laughs> well, wait, what what factors do you consider or what what tasks do you consider normal cleaning? I would say, you know, like vacuum once a week, wipe things down once a week, you know, like maybe laundry once a week. Heck. Girl, you get down and dirty <laughs> with your toilet twice a week. Yeah. You, like, you are a diligent cleaner. And hey, this is just me saying it. Like, you do you for what your comfort level is. But sometimes when you, well, I need, I'm going to do this real quick and then I'll be over. You do that more than once a month? Let me finish scrubbing the wall of my shower and the bathtub and the bathroom sink and the kitchen sink and the kitchen counter. And it's just you who lives there. And it's only like 350 square feet, if that. Which is why it's so easy to deep clean. Like even just vacuuming is probably considered deep cleaning in this space that small. No. (laughs) You, when you got your spot cleaner and you went haywire with it, that's deep cleaning. Jacob. That's something that happened during our hiatus. Mm-hmm. I bought a little green machine. I won't say the brand because I don't whatever, but I got a little green machine spot like steam or uh, not steam cleaner, like carpet cleaner. I started by I think I started with just like doing my couch, like the upholstery that you can't remove and the oh, right. uh, like you can't take the cushions off and like launder them. So and then I, I did the throw pillows and then I was already sitting on the floor. So I was just like, well, I think the cat threw up here once and I cleaned it, but I'm going to clean it again. And then I ended up by hand with this itty bitty little thing. I cleaned like 75% of my living room carpet. Mm-hmm. It's not meant hand. to do that. No. You did that. And your wrist is also not meant to do that. Oh, maybe that's why your wrist hurt, not hitting it on my chair. (laughs) Anyway, so what's your true response to this question of what do you spend too much time doing? Well, now that we've talked about it, cleaning. Heck. (laughs) Before I spoke, what was your answer? Video games. I was going to say that, but I went, no, he deserves that respite in another space. Thank you. And you do because you get all of your shit done. It's yeah, not like you were neglecting. No, I go anything. to bed on time. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, you have a you actually have a bedtime that you stick to. You yeah, are a very like responsible human of the being. Time. Yeah, yeah. Unless um, I'm involved, then <laughs> unless you're involved, then all bets are off. And no, even then I'm like, okay, I'm 30 minutes past my bedtime. I gotta go. Goodbye. You did tell me that <laughs> once. Yeah, I think I remember that because I felt so weird on the drive home. I was like, I legitimately just told my best friend, okay, it's 41 minutes past my bedtime. I got to go. I can't stay and hang out because <laughs> it was like 941. I was like, I got to go. Yeah, which is fine. <laughs> I only do that like during the week, like during the weekends. I'm such a night owl. I'll stay up till two in the morning playing video games. Hell yeah. Absolutely. All the time. Because I finally bought myself a Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which I, ha- we haven't I haven't yet. bought myself a video game console since I bought an Oculus and I really don't use the Oculus anymore. I mean, I feel like we use it when it's really cold outside yeah, and there's not much else to do. And we're like, well, we've said all the words we can say to each other. Should we play Beat Saber for a while or right? whatever it's called? It is Beat Saber. Yeah. One of my kids this week showed me a song on Beat Saber that's like 321 beats per minute, and they beat it. Just beat it. Without an error. You they showed me a recording arms, of it. Just beat it. I'm like, how are you moving? Like, you're basically just mm-hmm. vibrating. Like, your arms are just... Yes. How are you moving that quickly, child? Well, it's like when I... My friend Nathan and I, we used to play Dance Dance Revolution all yes. of the time. And this is a cat who, like, I'm telling you, 
he had the at-home version and we would go to the arcade and play all the time. Oh my and gosh. he could do the master level. That level of muscle memory is so impressive to me. So anyway. What would be the limb version of button mashing? Flailing? Fla- yeah, yeah, flailing. I'm like, my brain can't even comprehend. I've literally watched a recording of this kid doing this. Because you still have to. Right, you yeah. Know, do and, the right and directions and the right and mode. it's not a recording of like them. It's just like a screen recording of yes. their sabers. Which, yeah, unless you have a friend who's recording you. You right. can record off of your head device. Yeah, yes. yeah. So that's yeah. what what they showed me. And I'm like, oh my God, literally did not miss a single beat. Oh, well, I'm glad that they're doing something to occupy their time and feel accomplished. Mm-hmm. We're going to leave it at that. (laughs) Yes, as we shall. So yeah, I would say video games. But then, to be fair, most of the time when I'm gaming, it's single player games with just like music in the background. Like there's not a lot of really detailed stuff happening. So I usually have an audio book going. Like I read or listened to three books last weekend while I conquered a game that I've been working on for quite a while. You know... I would like to know the game and I want to know the books and I want to create tests for the books and for the game and see if you can recall the book. Bring it on. All right. No, that's a movie. (laughs) It's already been brought in, apparently. So the game Uh, is Hollow Knight. It's cold in here. I'm trying to get to 100. The bug one? Yeah, the bug one. Ah. I'm trying to get to 112% completion. Right now I'm at 82%. Imagine you being an overachiever. I know. Hello. I get it. Well, that's the thing. When I played video games as a kid, I would like get to the final boss or something and get stumped and give up. Like if I couldn't master it within like five tries, I would give up. So now as an adult, I'm like, well, I better make up for all those times I never finished a game and all of those games that are still in a box in my closet collecting dust that I've never completed. Mm -hmm. I better complete every game I touch now, which maybe I should talk to somebody about that. So the books were Running With Scissors. One of my favorites, The Mindful Therapist by you Dan are. Siegel. Oh, by Ann Siegel? Dr. Dan Siegel. Oh, he Dan. Is... I'm sorry. I thought you said Ann. Dan. Okay. He's one of my heroes. And then the third one was A Flicker in the Dark. That sounds cool. It was so good. It had a twist at the end that I was not prepared for. Like, I was so <laughs> sure I had it all figured out. And then the car- the rug got pulled out from under me. I literally paused the game and went, what? I've been wrong for like the last eight (laughs) chapters. (laughs) Oh, that's tremendous. Yeah, it was such a fun experience to finally be surprised by a book rather than like, yep, okay, we're following this formula. Neat. Let's see what's different. Oh, my God. Somebody needed a hundred grand. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Noise. Okay, that's enough from me. My foot's falling asleep. For now. Ooh, I like this question. What is something you think everyone should do at least once in their lives? Volunteer and be in a production. A production like a a play or a musical? Okay. Yeah. Even if it's behind the scenes or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Something that scares you. Challenges like a fear of yours. Mm -hmm. Whether it's heights or underwater or claustrophobia Mm. it doesn't have to be like straight up scary mode but something that challenges that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think you should go on a road trip and preferably just with like one other person or by yourself and try to grow a garden okay i want to ask you the why behind all five of those oh okay why volunteer to give of yourself for no other reason besides you're able to why be in a production to be a part of something with so many other people and to see it all come together. Oh, that sounds so dreamy when you say it like that. Hmm? Why challenge a fear? Because you are stronger than you think. Beautiful. Why take a road trip? Because you just got to. Go see something new. Go be around strangers. Go mm. and explore the place where you live. Right, because a road trip doesn't mean driving 15 hours it, it could can. mean driving two hours. It can. And, and seeing something new two hours away from where you are. It can. Why grow a garden? So you should try, because I bet you can. 
and you will learn. You'll probably fail, but I think that it brings patience. And I think that if you allow it to, it allows you to think about why didn't this succeed? Or if it does the first time you go, oh my God, I got this. And you literally get to enjoy the fruits of your labor. Literally, or the veggies of your labor. Yeah. I love those responses. Just came right off the top. (laughs) What do you miss about your childhood? The first thing that came to mind was a memory of third or fourth grade. The school that I went to was in that, in those two years, was a charter school that had just started. And it, the, the school building was an old office park. So there was no playground. Like it was literally like our recess area was a parking lot. You told me about this, Mm -hmm. yeah. What I miss from childhood is the level of imagination that I had, where whether we were behind the school in that parking lot, the three of us boys that were friends running around. I shouldn't say boys, the three of us, because one of those friends is trans and yeah. So the three of us running around the parking lot, chasing Pokemon, figuring out, well, how do you pronounce it? Because the show hadn't started yet Correct. and we had only seen the names written in the game. And and so fully being able to invest myself in an imaginative experience. That is something I miss from childhood. I still have a great imagination. I still feel very creative and very connected to that part of myself. But the level or the ability to like suspend that disbelief. Mm-hmm. To was, live in it. Yeah. yeah. That was just something so special about my childhood. I had this friend who I think even until we were in like sixth grade could build this elaborate fanciful world and live in it so deeply you've talked about her before on the show yeah yeah it's a different kind of a person and she is so smart she works for like she's like a uh, biological chemical engineer whoa yeah holy cow yeah nice you ready for your next question sure where is the most interesting place you've ever been my own head. I mean, obviously, they would be the most interesting to me, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because originally, I was like thinking in my head, well, what would people find interesting? But that's nope. not fair, is it? The place that you have found yourself most interested in while you were there, maybe, is a different way to say that. Yeah. You know, honestly, I was invited to this shindig. And this is going to be interesting in a different way. Mm-hmm. But it was in like a completely different social world that I've never, ever experienced or been privy to before. And it was so interesting to me hmm. to watch people do and be in this world. That was really interesting. And and it was in a place that I had never been before and in a state I had never been before. And it really like I, I felt alien. I felt alien whoa yeah and i was by myself like i knew no one else there so that was definitely interesting otherwise like well can i ask a question real quick sure was that an overall positive experience yes very much so yeah very much so otherwise the most interesting place that i've been uh, i got to go on a cave tour Ooh. yeah and it was pretty extensive And I remember at one point they turned off all of the lights. (gasps) And so it was literally pitch black, like horrifyingly pitch black. And like you knew there were other people around and our guide was speaking. But then they told the story about this person who had not necessarily gotten lost, but couldn't find their way out again. And nobody came back down for like, it was less than a week, I believe. But this person, when they found them, was laying down on the ground and thought that they were standing and couldn't really like speak words just because they were so without anything, without any kind of stimulus of any kind, nutrients, light, non-stagnant air communication noises anyway there's that i have a new nightmare sorry (laughs) i don't know i wish that i had more of a satisfactory answer no but i would say that like in my own head is probably the most interesting place i've ever been 
That's a solid. All three of those are solid responses. Oh, thank you. This is a decent question, but I'm not quite sure about it. Do you want me to ask it to you anyway? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you known for? Nope. Get rid of that. Thank you. Thank you. That facial expression makes me nervous. Well, this one is interesting because it could, it could be so lighthearted or it could be deep. Oh, God. What's one responsibility you wish you did not have? Hmm. Do you want the deep answer that was the first thing to smack my brain? Yeah. Or do you want the other answer that feels more appropriate for the podcast? I want both. I want whatever you want to give. The first response or like the first thought that I had immediately was my old boy, Albie. I don't want the responsibility of deciding when it's time. Oh, balls. I don't want that. I want him to live forever. That was the first thought that hit my brain. The podcast appropriate answer is, I don't want the responsibility of having to pay damn rent anymore. I want to live for free. Shouldn't you be able to live for free? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to build a treehouse. I'm going to do the Swiss Family Robinson style in your backyard. <laughs> I'm taking over your tree. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. That's fine. Um, I will need to use the bathroom. I will need to use a shower. Mm -hmm. I will pay you for those things, but I'm not paying goddamn rent anymore. Fair game. Fair game. (laughs) I think if I could just have somebody that would shave my body for me well, that's a responsibility. But that's not a responsibility, though, is it? That's a choice. Well, That's a rather. That's a a druther. I'd rather have my druthers. Well, I, I, I think... Arguably, it, it could be considered a responsibility, responsibility to, to others and their perceptions no, and their gender stereotypes. No. If anybody finds that I need to shave because it's my responsibility, I will gladly not interact with them ever, ever, ever. Amen. Fair. Anyway, sorry. Thank you. So Christmas list, we're getting electrolysis. Correct. I don't want to ask that. Yeah, <laughs> You just yeeted that across the room. And again and again. These are not good questions. That's why there's a stack of 512, right? Cripes McGee, my dude. We've either covered these extensively on the podcast or they're just not questions I'm comfortable asking you because they're like yes or no questions Hmm. or completely irrelevant. I'm getting a different stack. I am very like when we take a break, I'm picking all of these up. Oh, no, I'm going to pick them up right away. Well, no, what I'm saying is like I'm picking them up and reading them when we take a break. (gasps) Like, I want to know what the hell... You're going to see exactly why I'm not reading these. Okay, They're terrible. No, I believe you. I Like, I'm going to put them in your recycling bin because I never <gasps> want to look at them again. Oh, man. Are they... Are they... What was the deck of cards that we got? <laughs> Don't say it. Okay, that's fine. It was garbage. Don't talk about it. Love it. People okay, will keep, be mad sorry. at us. Sorry, babe. Keep going. Ooh, okay. Here's what I finally like. It's worth 10 points. 10 points. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 you threw. That could be 80 points that we just threw away. Uh, facts be facts. By the way, there are points to this, apparently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you could be on a team to invent things, would you and yes. why? Yes. If you could be on an, a team to invent things, you would. Yes. Why? Because inventions help necessities. Because necessity is the something of invention. What's that saying? I'm trying to remember it as well. Necessity is the Necessity warrants... Uh, I'm going to search engine it. Thank you. But of course, wh- who would say no to that? To just invent things? That's also a creative process. You, what? Go ahead. I would say no to that. You would? Yeah. My creativity does not work in that in that vein of like find a problem, find a way to deal with the problem. My brain know? goes, somebody else needs to fix this. Most of the time, inventions are made by accident. They're trying to fix a different problem, but what they create initially fixes a different one. Okay, that's fair. That's a good point. Necessity is the something of invention. Why can't we think of it? It's said so often. People are yelling at us. Necessity is the mother of invention. And motherhood is what I... uh, Good. Okay. Necessity is the mother of invention. Yeah. People are definitely yelling at their phones. And I think about like, you know, those shower thoughts that you have. Yeah. Most of those are inventions, my dude. Or even creative ideas like this podcast. That was an invention, was it not? Okay. So why would you not be like... I guess when I think invention, I think about my stepdad, who is quite literally like an inventor. Like he sees things and goes, how can I make that better? Because this is not the most efficient way that this Mm. item could be. To me, that's where I see invention. Also, Bell's dad, the wacky inventor who created that steam-driven wood chopping machine that chip uses yeah 
God, I love that movie. By the way, that's one of my favorite movies. So when you were talking about oh. your bell costume in the last episode, I was like, yes. <laughs> but I just feel like inventing something new because so most of the times in this world that we are living in, it feels like everything has been invented. Everything has been done. You know, what is it? Hmm. What mm-hmm. is it that there's new? There can be so much. You know how much new stuff there is? So much that we can't even name it yet. Oh my God, I love that. I love the way you see the world. That You just reminded me, isn't there a saying that like Hollywood has no new ideas. Yeah, people say that's why sequels are such a thing. Oh. Yeah. I thought it was because like old tropes like star-crossed lovers like Romeo and Juliet get rehashed oh. so frequently. Well, I mean, of course, that's the storyline that people can adhere to. So that's well, what and it I think is, there, but... there's well, god, that we'll save that for a different episode. <laughs> okay. It's already in the spreadsheet. Okay. I get it. Yeah. Dude, you changed my you changed my mind. That's so that would be so uh, I would need a solid response from somebody to be like why they would not want to be on a team who was trying to invent something. Because I love being around people who are like that, like who are creative and problem Mm -hmm. solvers and who want something new and different and like who are there. (sighs) But then again, it's like like you mentioned, to be fair, like you have to solve this problem well that really stifles the creativity and i get that but if i were just generally on a team called team creativity invent some shit i'd be like like, fuck yes i am there well yeah and so you you saying all of that just reminded me of like what we did on sunday to plan season two Mm -hmm. we invented a plan we sure did like that i i see your point that's a form of invention i totally get it and something very free with very few constraints like if i'm allowed to just kind of go off and have my own process as a part of a team yeah absolutely well it's also like we perceived that question differently very differently yes next oh i do kind of like this one what personality trait do you value most I want to hear of yourself and of others. I was just going to ask of myself or of others. Okay. I want both. What personality trait do I value most? Yes. I think in myself, the trait that I value the most would be my openness, my openness to new thoughts, new experiences, new points of view. Example, I think if I didn't have this certain level of openness just kind of naturally gifted to me. I would have probably stuck to, hell no, I don't want to be a part of an inventive team. For a long time, I used to think that that was a personality flaw, that I could hear other people's opinions, gauge them against my own, and then adjust my opinion if it felt fair, if it aligned with my values, if it aligned with my beliefs, I could go, huh, yeah, okay, I can I can change my mind. I can see that other perspective. And the fact that you choose to continuously educate yourself and bring more knowledge to your base mm-hmm. against what you're listening to hell yeah man like, yeah it I, is a plus i will never nay say something outright unless it is blatant blatant like misogyny or transphobia those kinds of things racism sexism absolutely hate there's no openness for that but openness to new ideas and new perspectives sure i'll give it a wonder I'll decide for myself whether or not it suits me, but I'm not going to automatically shut it down. And that's something I, I've learned to really love about myself over, I would say, the last like six years. It makes you a really beautiful person and a beautiful person to be around. Thank you. For others, I think the personality trait that I seek out or that I appreciate the most in the people that I interact with would be curiosity. I, I'm a very inquisitive and curious person in certain areas. And so when somebody else has curiosity that they can lend to the conversation or the experience of something new, that can really help me glom onto that curiosity and feel curious about something that didn't make me feel curious before, which I think ties in with my openness now that I say it out loud. Like you, something I tell you often is I love how you wonder. I love how you ask big questions you're so inquisitive and curious and thoughtful about the world around you and the people around you and and you bring such a delightful new perspective so often to me that i don't know that if i communicate that to you as often as it happens but it happens a lot you don't have to communicate that to me because i hear it because when i speak to you and you go huh i've never thought about it like that or that's something I hadn't considered before. 
which I hear around you. Those are words I say a lot. <laughs> they are. And I love it because other people that I'm around, it's an automatic, well, no, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, and I can't re- imagine ever responding to someone like that unless, again, it's something like blatantly mm-hmm. morally yes. corrupt. You'd be surprised how many people just cut mm-hmm. me off at the pass. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't actually be surprised by that. I think you're a tremendous human. I think you're a tremendous human. That simple question just gave me such deeper insight into like why we fit so well together. <laughs> oh no. This is why I think it would be great to do like two of these just oh to start gosh. an episode. Yeah. Maybe just one each, honestly. Keep yeah, it short each. because we got something to get to. Right. And you know we what I mean? Do rabbit trails. So Yeah, we're we're fine on our own on detracting. Correct. Yeah, I think that's. I think this is a super fun idea to These start episodes of, with. I mean, yes, you did throw eight of them around the room earlier. They but made me angry. I, I, I'm quite surprised one of them didn't stick into the drywall. Well, I heard it hit and went, uh oh. Oh man, I might be making. Kind of waiting for you, like Ninja Turtle magician style. Right? I've had one of my kids try to teach me how to do that. I'm like, no, 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 we're not doing that in my office, kid. <laughs> and he's like, no, let me. No. There are some playing cards that have like razors in them. Did you know that? What? For like magic tricks and whatnot. In between like where the two plies of paper are put together, they will put the thinnest razor's edge. That makes me upset. Well, it is. It's it's something. It's for the point of the magic trick. Don't like it. Well, maybe. Other times it's just to like. Be a sneaky magician assassin. Yes. (laughs) The answer is yes. Hey, could we take a quick break? You bet. And then we'll come right back and ask some more thought-provoking questions. And maybe... to know you. Ooh, now I just want to see, like, how many cards do I get mad at and chuck across the room in a clear display against everything I just said about my own openness? Mm -hmm. So you all, it's going to be over-unders. What are we doing? (laughs) You figured out. But let me tell you, (laughs) if you're not close... We're expecting you to give that many people high fives tomorrow. Correct. Okay, break time. And we're back. Mm -hmm. Are we not? And we just had a delightful chuckle that I thought was being recorded but was not. It was very entertaining. (laughs) I had shuffled the stack of cards that I handed to Melissa, but not the stack of cards I kept for myself. Which was very surprising. they're just questions. So I was like, after I shuffled yours, I was like, why did I do that? And it made sense because the ones that you were throwing across the room, which we did read out Mm -hmm. when we were taking a hot sec break. And uh, they were like, what was it? Four in a row. What's your favorite sports ball team of this type and of this type, Mm -hmm. but of this type. Mm -hmm. And for most of them, I just said the ones with the pants, the pants, specifically football and baseball player pants. Mm hmm. Excuse me. Excuse me. Hello, baseball players. That's the sport I like. Booty, 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 rock I never wear. (laughs) Sorry. It's grand. It is so grand. It is, indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Please smell toast. Okay, just making sure you're not having a stroke. I was driving home from work. What is it? Wait, hold on, though. What? When, what are the signs for a stroke? It's, it's, it's like an acronym. It is. Do you remember the acronym? I remember smile, arms, and something. This is where I'm leading you to fill in the blanks for me. I don't remember either. But it's if you see one part of their face not able to lift in tandem with the other, if they can raise one one side of their body but not the other. Okay, so I was... Speech? I was close. Yeah. I was thinking it was face. It's actually fast That's is it. the acronym. Face, face. arms... arms. Speech and time. Oh, time because you need to act quickly. Because the the medication that they can give to people who is experiencing a stroke has to be administered within 30 minutes. Correct. Otherwise, it is not. Bad news bears. It is not going to help. Because that was my, oh my word. My grandma, Big House, she was having a stroke. And she was luckily on the phone with my aunt at the time. And then Mm -hmm. her speech started to get wild. And so my aunt either knew that her diabetes Mm -hmm. was in a dangerous drop Mm -hmm. or that she was having a stroke. 
because my grandmother could no longer make sense. So the, she called and sent emergency teams to Good. her house, but my grandma's door was locked. <gasps> and she was like, she was sitting in her chair. She couldn't move to like open up the door. Right. So she was just trying to like quietly yell. Thankfully, they got into the house oh. and found her and were able to administer that drug within five minutes of the deadline. Thank goodness. So her speech came back, called. her movement came back. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So l- please understand like the detriment of a stroke that can be avoided if you understand mm-hmm. to look for fast face, arms, arms speech, speech, and remember and time. If you think someone's having a stroke, call 911. Yep, right away. Yep. Strokes, and that's something that is so worrisome to me. Stroke and dementia are things that are in my mind all of the time because I have had it in my family's history. Same here. I'm not sure if, I don't believe I have a family history of stroke, but Alzheimer's and dementia, big family history. How horrifying that if I would ask you these questions, you would not even be able to come up with an answer. Correct. You know, and that's that like that is so unnervingly scary to me. To have the one thing that is all mine, the one possession that is all mm-hmm. mine, mm-hmm. my memories, my mind, my wherewithal, to have that stolen from me, the one thing that I truly own in this world, that's frightening. Agreed. But let's not get heavy. I know. Can you hear Kitten? Yep. Okay. So it's my turn to ask you a question. Correct. We may have discussed this already, and if you don't feel comfortable answering it on the on air... How many points is it worth? It's only worth four points. Oy vey, come on now. What is or was your nickname? Mm. Oh, I have a few. So my friend Brittany, that I've known since I was in elementary school, she gifted me my favorite, which she's the only one who's ever called me this, but Liss, L-A-S. Mm-hmm. Liss. Yeah. Um, my dad used to call me Lizard Breath. Because <laughs> my brothers could not say Melissa, so it was lizard and uh, breath. Just because that was like I don't I don't know where I don't know where that came from from him, but he would always just call me breath. Like hey breath, I don't know. <laughs> it was super sweet. Um, otherwise sis, I get mm-hmm. called aunt sis mm-hmm. by a few very very dear people, and it brings me immeasurable joy whenever I hear it come out of tiny faces as well as you know their adult counterparts but sis otherwise is like i'm called that by my aunts my uncles my dad my ma i love sis miss melissa that's a i think that's the first nickname i knew you by yeah miss melissa i my mom is the only person who can get away with calling me sissy hmm Hate it elsewise. Hate Mm -hmm. it elsewise, my mom. And then the only other nonchalant nickname that I've had is Missy. Hmm. I wholeheartedly do not enjoy being called Missy. Because it's so dismissive in so many other ways. So the only people who get away with calling me Missy, there are three people in this world. And they know who they are. And they shan't be named. R, E, and K. And they've known me since I was four years old. So that's an earned nickname. No, I didn't earn it. They get to call me that. Only because. The right to call you Missy is earned by them. And you know what's wonderful is that they know how uncomfortable it makes me. So they will try their damnedest to not, but they'll slip up because they've known me since I was four, right? Which is freaking 32 years. 32 years they've known me. And so it's okay that they miss <laughs> up. You know what I mean? Uh, so those are my nicknames, I would say. Okay. Or friend or love face. I get love face. Yeah. Also, the one that I do love, Free Bird. There really? have been two people in my life completely without knowing each other who call me Free Bird. Interesting. Two of them. I love that. It's very fitting. Dude, it brings me like a lot of happiness. Yeah. Because they don't call me that all the time, but once in a while, mm-hmm. hey, Freebird! Like, um, oh my God. 
gosh, that's me. Thank you. Like that brings me joy. Aww. So I would say those are my nicknames. Love it. Love it. Love it. Oh, so I, I got a question for you. You do? I do. On a scale of one to 10, how hard is it for someone to get under your skin? One being not hard at all, 10 being the most difficult you can imagine. Correct. This is also pretty dependent on the kind of person Mm -hmm. and situation. I would say just out and about in my daily life, how hard is it? So one is not difficult at all. 10 is what? And a reminder to get under your skin, not make you instantly annoyed. To get under your skin and stay in your brain. And you think about them, right? I would rank myself at a four. Like, people can say things that I can dismiss, but I'm going to think about it for a while and and really kind of it gets stuck in my craw where I'm like, man, I really don't like how they said that. I may not confront them about it because it's just not worth it. It's not worth the fight. It's not worth my energy, but I, I might think about it for a while. Mm. If I'm at work, 10... Because that's your job. You can't. That's face different. Me. You're not you. You're not Jacob at your job. Right. I I put my worldviews. I put my belief system. I leave all of that at the door because that's You're so an- inappropriate for me to try and impose that on my client. Correct. That I get to be in this really cool and really interesting space of neutrality and empathy and wholehearted. And seeking autonomy and and wellness for the person in front of me even if their views go completely against mine outside of the therapy room i will never let that interfere with providing care and compassion and empathy to them i just won't it would be highly unethical and immoral i just can't do that so outside of work four out of ten you may not know that it's gotten under my skin But it may have. And I may also be intentionally underscoring. Like, It depends on the day for me, dude. My first reaction was a six. But then I I thought like, oh, are you falling into the psychological trap where we overestimate our ability to do something? I better rank myself at a four so that I'm not falling into that trap. And then you're falling to the opposite side of the trap? Yeah, now I'm overcompensating for my knowledge of that. I don't fucking know. That's fair. I am going to say a four, though, because things okay. do stick with me. Yeah. Oh, I think I know your answer to this. If you could eat one thing forever, what would it be? What would it be, Jacob? Chicken wings. <laughs> I do always love a good chicken wing. I know you wing. love a good chicken wing. Um, I don't think you would actually eat that forever, though. No. What would I eat forever? Like, do I have to or... If it's something that just is always <clears throat> perpetually in my refrigerator. Um. Cheese is just my answer. <laughs> just cheese at large. <laughs> it says if you could eat one thing forever, like just have that at your beck and call whenever you wanted it. I don't think, I don't want to put the constraint of it's the only thing cheese. you get to eat. I want cheese and a veritable variety of things to dip or bring that cheese to my face hole with. That oh, sounds sorry, delightful. <laughs> That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Just cheese. Just a fuckload of cheese. Liquid cheese. Solid cheese. Vapor cheese. Someday will be invented where we can just inhale it. Oh, Could you nope. imagine? <laughs> okay. No, hold that. on. No, hold on. No. Okay. Do you remember those pygmy puffs from Harry Potter, right? Yeah. What yeah. if they farted cheese dust? <laughs> Would it not be okay to like have that pet hanging out around Ew, you all the no, time? No, I don't want to inhale So it. instead of cheese puffs in a jar, you get cheese dust in a jar <laughs> from a pygmy puff. Anyway, questions are questions. Answers are answers. Let's keep going. Okay. What keeps you awake at night? My fucking cat's jumping on me playing tag on my bed and not just on my bed but it's like they find the softest squishiest part of my stomach off of which to trampoline themselves into each other yeah those little fuckers yeah god i love them so much the other thing that keeps me awake at night 
existential dread about the end of capitalism and the downfall of the American experiment. Mine is humanity always choosing ways that tends to lead to ending. It's like Rip Torn once said in If Men you in can Black, dodge a branch, you no. can do- Oh, sorry. Not that one. Oh. Not that quote. <laughs> Please keep that I in. I love that you okay. knew exactly who he was, though. That makes me so happy. I forgot he was in that movie. No. <clears throat> it's like the wise philosopher Rip Torn once said in Men in Black, people are stupid. Humans, individually, are quite smart. Yes. Or something like that. Also, though, like, what a kick-ass name. Rip Torn. I literally didn't Come believe. On. when When that movie came out and we saw it in theaters, which, by the way, was hell for me. I don't like movie theaters. Well, now that we know how to help you. I didn't believe. Like, I thought that was a joke. That like it was the, a porn direct, name? I didn't know what porn was in 1995. I was six, no, seven. But I remember seeing his name on this, on like the credit screen at the movie theater going, that's not a real name. Somebody's playing a joke on us. And then in the car ride home, I asked my dad, like, why would somebody lie about their name? His name isn't Rip Torn. And my dad went, yes, that is his name. Like, I roll, why must I have a child who questions everything? <laughs> because children question <laughs> because everything. children question everything. <laughs> Dude. Gregory. Because <laughs> we know he's listening. Indeed. Okay. Hi there, Papa. Is it my turn to ask a question? Correct. I got sidetracked thinking That's about fun. MIB because I love that movie. Oh, I can't wait for this answer. Okie doke. What's the worst pickup line you've ever heard? Could be something that you've said or has been said to you or that you've overheard. Ah, uh, well, the one that was said to me is it was said this way Do you want to go have some fun? And then he made a gesture which indicated the kind of fun that he was talking about and i went oh no thank you what the fuck yeah yeah i mean that was the least discreet one elsewise like it is kind of funny to me to give bad pickup lines just because they're so bad well yeah yeah, but when yeah. you're doing we'll just, it intentionally you know with humor behind it not like... that's different because with humor with humor that's a pickup line within itself Absolutely. The, I'm funny, the ability, I'm charming, yes. I'm engaging. Mm-hmm. The ability to be humorous while you're trying to hit on somebody makes a hell of a lot of difference. It shows so much more of your character Correct. than just... I want a bone. You down? Disgusting. Yeah. So I think that's the farthest I'll take that question. Fair and fine. Now. Great. I already know the answer to this one, but let me read it. And if you want to skip to the next one, that's fair. Have you ever watched an entire season of a show in one or two days? What was it? I'm going to say I'm not answering that. Okay. Because we all lived through 2020 at this point. This game was clearly written before that. So please read me the next question. We all fucking watched Tiger King in like 24 hours. Oh my God, Shadow and Bone. I watched that an entire day. Shadow and Bone. We started that on your birthday last year. That freaking dude. Mm. I still haven't read the books. Can I borrow those from you? Hell yes. No, no, What's the quote? Like, something, something, something. If you want to find me this way, okay. I'll be your, not enemy. I'll be your villain. Oh my gosh. You want to find me as such? Fine. Yes. I will be your villain. That was a- Hot, 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 hot. Mm -hmm. I can't even describe. Watch Shadow and Bone. All right, next card. Next card. If you came with a warning label, you should wash your sheets. What would your... What? What? Sorry, I'm going to just leave that bad joke in there. And if you find it while you're editing, fair game. If you came with a warning label, what would yours say? Do not leave unattended for more than 60 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) False. I don't believe that. Uh, Hmm. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. My warning label would be I'm trying to find a way to riff off of the gremlins warning but i can't like don't get wet after midnight right yeah i'm trying to come up with that but i can't so my warning label would simply be a list of known allergens in bright red letters bolded underlined italicized and then nature (laughs) and then all of the foods that i'm allergic to (laughs) do not take outside of sterile environment (laughs) 
<laughs> do not feed anything but rice. <laughs> I'm not allergic to rice. I think. <laughs> oh man. Oh no. It, that's what it would be. It would be something to do with my allergies. Mine would be handled with care, but we should all have that. We all should. We all deserve to be handled with care Correct. and kindness and compassion. Else my elsewise my would be may make unexpected and infrequent flatulent noises. <laughs> Gaseous beyond means. <laughs> Gaseous beyond means. Oh, that's a fun game. I really like that. Coming up with warning labels. Inflammable. Inflammable? Which is the same as flammable. They both mean the same thing. I thought inflammable meant not flammable. Flammable and inflammable. Both. Inflammable mean the same oh, thing. Oh, and I... Okay. So I would like that one just to confuse the fuck out of people. Well, it worked. Sure did. Sorry about that. Should we do one more each? I'm having fun. Are you having this fun? This is fun. Are you still trying to get to number five? No. I forgot about that. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I did tell him before we uh, recorded, I'm like, card number five in my stack is going to be a good one. He went, well, then let's just get to it. You want a rapid fire? And I went, no, let's just take our time. Like, we're going to do. Well, Okay. <laughs> And then I immediately forgot about that. I'm just oh, having a great time with you. I mean, this is quite fun. If you could change one thing about your house, what would it be? I want an atrium. I want a huge motherfucking atrium with a Ooh. fish pond in it. And I want the capability to keep it a, like what I want is if you have ever seen geothermic greenhouses. Mm -hmm. So you build them a little bit down into the earth. Mm hmm. So that the geothermic temperature helps to make sure that you can even grow tropical plants wherever you live. Really? Yes. 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 That's what I want. I want an atrium on top of my geothermic greenhouse. And I want to grow a huge, I want to grow a fucking mango tree in there. I want to grow citrus trees. I want to have a pomegranate tree. I would love to have a space for my agave cactus to grow and live its 40-year-old life until it flowers once and then dies after it flowers. I want to have my tropical plants have a space to be. I want to build a pond in the ground so that my goldfish have somewhere tremendous to be. And I want to be able to have some plants in that pond so that they can feel at home and eat the things. And I want to have this space for nature to be around me as much as I want to be in nature. That's what I want. Okay. If you all have not heard about our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a home that's not but three and a half blocks away from here. Mm -hmm. And it's in such an interesting space. So you can see the house, but the house, the lot that it must be on, they must have like a three and a half portion lot. Because the house goes and goes and goes. And then it's on top of a hill. So as you're driving down the hill, you see this thing. And what is this? It is an atrium that's two stories tall. Four blocks away from my home, darling. What? Yes. It's How so close to where I, I used to this? live with Jay. For real? And W. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, On that same street? If you would go north on that block. I go north on that street a lot. Mm -hmm. How have I missed this? Look for the two-story tall atrium. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. I have to go over in that side of town tomorrow anyway. So one of my... Actually, one of my colleagues lives just around the corner from there then. So I'm going to go make a new friend tomorrow. Take some things with you. Just so that we can go hang out in their atrium, in their oh, greenhouse. I can't even tell you. What should I take with me? What do you mean? The cats. Got it. On the harnesses. Just make sure they haven't anything weird so they're not going to, like, vom everywhere. And don't allow them inside, because if they eat any of the plants, we will never be welcomed back in. Unless they're cat people, and they go, well, that's what cats do. We love them anyway. They're cat people and plant people. Come on. We have to be friends with them. What if they own, like, never mind, this is me in my fantasy world. Like, they own the most extravagant, exorbitant cat variety that you can legally Oh, they definitely do. They have like six bangles. Like a Savannah something. Yeah. Maybe. They're new best friends. Maybe. All right. This is the card. 
we have reached <gasps> we card number I five. I legitimately forgot about it. Like completely as as soon as you said, no, we're not going to do rapid fire. I was like, okay, goodbye. I completely <laughs> forgot about it until you brought it back up. <sighs> All right. I like, here's the funny thing is like, also with this card, like you, you already, in my head, my answer for you, I already know, but I want to hear. Okay. What is the silliest way you have been injured? I mean, I know what the best story is. I literally just told it to you earlier today. That's exactly where my brain went. Yeah. Does that count as silly? Maybe. Have I told that story on the podcast before? Mm -mm. No? I don't believe that you have. Okay. I have two. Number one, I hurt myself in a therapy session. Oh. Yes. To me, this is the silliest. It is silly. I was sitting there working with one of my kids who was really like telling me nothing trauma related, but just some heavy, heavy stuff that was on their heart. And I leaned forward and had like my elbows on my knees. I was really like attentively listening and I was so like attuned and wrapped up in their emotions and in their story. And they reached kind of this cathartic point of the story. So I leaned back into the back of my chair. And as I did that, (laughs) as I simply like lifted my elbows off of my knees and leaned back into my chair, it was like a horrible knot was birthed between my spine and my shoulder blade. And it took my breath away. Literally took my breath away. And I went, insane. And my kid went, who was still kind of emotional, went, they looked up and I recovered a little bit. We got through the rest of the moment and then they made a comment like, hey, are you okay? And I said, um, I actually need a few minutes. I'm really trying to be with you right now. But when I leaned backward, I tweaked something and I, please just give me a, a minute to collect myself. And there was this this kid is so kind and so sweet that they were just like, oh my gosh, yeah, okay. And they just kind of waited for me to like get my fucking shit together. Cripes, dude. Where I literally was like simply like moving my shoulder, trying to like ease this terrible knot. And you're hitting every inflamed nerve. Yeah, Everything hurt. And so finally I just said to myself, like, this isn't going away you still have like 20 minutes left in the session. So I just like leaned back and I said, thank you so much for being so understanding. I'm so sorry uh, that I got distracted. Like, please let's, let's go back to where you were. And I, I brought them back to where they were and we finished the session. And in a lot of my sessions, I'll wrap up with a question like, so, so how was this for you today? Or what was your, what's the, what's the thing that you're going to take away from today? and use this week and they looked at me and just kind of were like uh i don't know it just felt really good to like get that off my chest great that's what i'm here for and then as i was opening the office door i said and you also get a once in a lifetime story that your therapist got hurt in session and they laughed and i laughed and then i went oh god because it hurt <laughs> i'm sure it did sorry that was really long-winded no nah, dude that was good because <laughs> i thought you were going to talk about how you went to go see one of a cool bands that you really enjoy and you broke your elbow just to see the front front person do you want me to tell that story very briefly we're at 120 right now i can keep it like two minutes if you want me to it's up to you i was at a concert i was there to see a wall nation They started the song Hollow Moon. My friends and I were walking down these brick stairs, but it's really dark outside and they curve and there's no handrail though. There's no anything. And so I stepped and I dropped like a solid six inches. I just tumbled head over heels down the hill, landed horribly on my elbow, took a huge chunk of skin out of my knee my glasses went flying and i just laid on the ground like completely sprawled out and then i like popped up and i'm like okay i'm good i'm good Ah, ah." and i went and caught up with my friends and they just looked at me like what is wrong with you so like i'm guessing my face was super pale and i was bleeding bleeding horribly yeah 
my elbow had swollen up insanely and I was like, I'm fine. Finally, I, I just looked at our friend Jay and said, okay, you're right. I need to go see a medic. So they, they just like banished me up really well. And then all of a sudden, Aaron, the lead singer of AWOL Nation, walked through the door, clocked me immediately and went, whoa, dude, what happened to you? <laughs> well, listen, I was trying to walk and... Me being starstruck, I was like, I, I just fell. And I told him the whole story. And he's like, dude, and you broke your elbow? And like, yeah. And he goes, I I don't have anything with me. Like, do you want a picture or something? <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm, I do. So I have this terrible picture. And then he says, dude, that's a dedicated fan. I'm so excited that we're going to ask each other one or two of these questions at the beginning of our episodes. One each, I think, because we both go off on tangents. True. So we made it to card number five. Jacob, <sighs> should Melissa. we go through a rigmarole? Yep. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at BFHpod. If you have questions that you would like to ask us, if you have a story about you and your friendship that you want to tell, if there is a topic that you would love to be covered, we want your email, which you can send us at bestfriendhoodpod at gmail.com. For facts be facts. We also have a Patreon. I mean, you can check it out if you want. It's patreon.com slash bestfriendhood. Boom shakalaka. Also, our beautiful logo. I was going to say that part. Jacob, what else do we have? Our beautiful logo was created and designed and colored by our beautiful friend, Jennifer Bate. Let me tell you, to your hearts, I'm busy as balls nowadays. So Jacob is being so kind as to edit these last few. Thank you. You're welcome. Dear listener, please know that you are loved. And you are worth being loved. We love you. We love you. Bye. That's how I end it.